boys, we are back for another week of SVS Fly Fishing Podcast. And what is going on, my good friends, around this table this evening? Nice to be back. Oh, goddamn right. <laughs> Let's do it. You can do it. So, I was just, uh, while the song was playing, I was watching Jace critique a fly. And it was the most interesting thing I think I've ever watched. It was like, do don't you ever, watch me. <laughs> do you ever watch monkeys pick bugs off their parents? <laughs> Jace was picking at this this fly, he, like shaking it next to his ear, seeing it rattled. It was, like, it was like it was the most entertaining thing I've ever watched. It's only because it had a big jig head on it, and, and I'm like, mm, mm, that looks nice. That looks like I could fish that. And then he set it down, and like undiscriminately picked up a pack of twelve mil beads. It was like, you're next. He gave it like a. a a knowing nod. Uh, it was like, yep. Yeah. No, <laughs> here's what I yeah, thought in my head. Here's the fucked up thing. I picked that. I picked that up and set them down. And I was like, gotta paint those. He's like, yep. Get, get these, your nail polish. These are gonna be mine. <laughs> Nobody needs apricot beads. Beach balls, ties ten. Absolutely, man. They're, they're big beads. Oh, I seen. I said people are getting ready. I mean, you got what Alaska rainbow. You guys, that's where it comes from, and. Steadily painting them with nail polish, and I was turned on to that a long time ago. I thought it was the dumbest thing. I'm like, yeah, that's weird, but the shiny one did it. So, but that's jig I was picking up, man. It's like a, I mean, it's exactly what I would tie for trying to do it without a fly rod. You know what I mean? Bass to trout, all that stuff. Absolutely, it was the minnow for sure. All kind of stuff happened recently, Pumpkins right? to Billy Joel. Yes, man. Nice. This is what I was listening to today after we caught a giant carp. So, uh, <laughs> is we'll, it playing at the diner? It was not, uh, oh, okay. but uh, there, been cool. the the same song, uh, Shout, was playing. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout. Oh, when we were down there, too, it was like 19 minutes. <laughs> yeah, man. So you get a good dose. Yeah. You shout get, just a little bit you, louder now. It, it doesn't matter how much noise you make or bang the raft around or wade in them fish are just jamming and ready to be caught yeah <laughs> i know it is probably like some of the best like activity wise usually get down through there on a boat later in the float and it's shouldn't be prime time but those fish are always acceptive of us uh, we we went to the father's day car show last saturday and i was like my my dad and my wife were like oh let's check out these cars like my son was like dad there's a road run over there that's your favorite i was like Goddamn right, Rotorams are my favorite. But dad got to go check on his pets first. <laughs> so I walked over. I was like, Nolan, come here. Look at this, bud. There's like a 12-pounder right there, bro. <laughs> I am uh, making, sure you can still, making sure you can still see them. Oh, they were there. Like, there were a bunch of And then we walked across, and there was one swimming up by the Army-Navy store. I was like, oh, buddy, look at that one. He's just uh, Is he ready? Ready to get something dropped on him? Oh, he wanted it. <laughs> you can tell. You can tell. People have been flicking flicking him quarters all day. Yeah, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, but yeah, man, we haven't been here for quite a while. So uh, tonight's show is being brought to you by Predator Flagger. Check Predator Flagger out at predatorflagger.com. ARX Hooks. Freshwater, saltwater. Find ARXHooks.com. Sims Fishing Products. You can find them everywhere. Hey, tonight's show is being recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. Yeti, built for the wild. Queen City Guiding, QCG. Check him out, our boy Ryan Evans. He'd love to do some 
you know, good fishing with you, whether it be smallmouth, maybe trout if the temps don't get up, but a lot of different stuff. And also check him out for uh, tying materials also. He has a site set up, ready to go, and we want to congratulate him on buying a home and getting and everything going on. He got a little little thing going on here in the future. So Brian has some big news getting ready to drop. That's where we'll leave that one. And uh, when it does drop, this will be the first place you hear about it. Queen City. QueenCityGuiding.com Hey, also check out Down to Earth Wealth Management. Our boy Michael is uh, he's one to take care of your money. Uh, we all trust him, so should you. Check out Down to Earth Wealth Management. And also don't call the bank, call Frank. If you guys are looking <laughs> for uh, to refinance your house, our boy Frank Zubel is the boy to check out. So uh, look into that. We're going to get more in-depth with uh, a little better promotion with him maybe next next podcast. But uh, Call Frank, not the bank. Exactly, bye. <laughs> Need a new... Try and get some money? Call Frank. Yeah. So, uh, we've done some quite a bit of fishing since the last time we've done a show. I ain't yeah. caught any. I did catch a couple. I, Speedy Gonzalez just couldn't slow me. down quite enough. Hell no, man. I'll tell this you is what. not in your blood. Well, we did, we have some variety though, right? So that's always cool. So what what are we talking about, boys? What I don't know. Fishing. What do you want to go chronologically Fly back fishing. to when Dick was here? Because that would have been that Wednesday. Yes, let's go chronologically so, wh- when when our boy Dick was here. Were you there on Wednesday? No, we I wasn't. Were. We went fishing, but yeah, you we, guys uh, did. Uh, I didn't know he was going with them guys, and Jason calls me like, "Oh, blah blah." I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go down there. I'm going down there. I'll meet you there." So then I see a bunch of fly fishermen like standing out. They're sticking out like a sore thumb and where I'm talking, we're going fishing. And I'm like, okay, get off the road, hurry up. Shirts are too flashy. Lines are too thick. People could see that stuff. We just keep hitting like ninjas where we, we would do this at in the Shaolin down there. My cousins didn't understand why I like to walk under the hill. Like, why don't you walk on the side of the road? Because we like to be out of sight, out of mind. Yeah, so <laughs> uh, you know, you look a little more homeless. You blend right in, and nobody, nobody bats an eye at you. You're like, what the hell kind of setups that kid got? <laughs> Laughing at me, but that's good. I mean, I don't ever, I never like stay out by the road. Anything I do in the outdoors because they pick you off quick. You know, yeah, people see, man. Yeah, so uh, we ran down in there. I'm like, come on. I go down there, and we're just chilling, and it's going good. There's fish. There's a break off real quick. Dick breaks his line on a on a hybrid, and I'm like, man. What line was he throwing? I don't know what he was running for for a tippet. He was running, I think he was running a sink line. He was he was fishing a medium-sized streamer. I think it might have been brown in color, maybe, potentially. Don't, don't know 100%, but it got ripped off. And I'm like, all right, all right, let's regroup here. And then in the meantime, fish are, like, blowing up. You know, coming up in the run, I'm like, push, push, yeah, push. Like, we'd be sitting there talking. He, I hear one, I heard one, you know, slap, like, okay. He get finally he sticks one. Nothing else is going on. We're not really not doing anything else, you know. I think Jason went all the way across. He was just waiting out fishing in front and didn't he didn't touch a fish all the way across. I don't think start fishing the other side. So I'm like, dang, this is really so. I didn't even fish yet. Jason's dad was also there, the Rickster. He came to back clean up, but uh, wasn't none left once I got going. <laughs> no, Dick was able to land a nice fish. <clears throat> I ripped some line. He got it in. Got some good pictures there. Jason, uh, he couldn't get one yet, so 
He's steadily on the game changer, though. I don't think it matters what you're throwing. I, I think the bucktail will move a little bit better in the, you know, across them currents where we're fishing. But can't change this guy. He's on it. He's fishing game changer everywhere he goes. So finally, he sticks one. He's like way out in the middle. And this is. It's the only thing that'll work. Yeah. Only the game changer. This, this is it. He. He. He gets one. He's in the in the very middle, so he ends up like fighting this fish completely all the way around, you know, because he, he's standing where you like to fish. He just blew everything up. Yeah, like, and I told him, I was like, I don't like it when people walk right there. I, I he's like, it doesn't matter, bish, bish. So okay, I stand up. It's my turn. I throw it in there, and I like, it wasn't gonna happen. I only fished for you know maybe three minutes. I was like, I'm gonna take a break because that's what keeps it good. I was like, go ahead, you can try a little bit. And they start wade out in the middle fishing. Nobody's getting nothing. And I was like, let me step back up here. After some time, you know, it kind of gave it a little break in the spot we were fishing. And they were still blowing up, but they weren't being fooled. I put it down there and first swipe. What, what you know what I mean? One cast, boom, I got this fish. So I'm not in, I'm not allowed to bat no more. <laughs> I get it in. It's cool. And then it just went numb like that again, dude. And nobody could catch nothing. It was a frenzy for a moment. We got three, like, in five minutes, it seemed like they were on. And I was like, oh, if this keeps up, it's, it's going to be good. And it just went right back to numb. And I'm like, ah, got to give it a break. Everybody fished around, fished around. I think a couple small, smaller, smallmouth. We weren't getting no quality fish. Jason, I think, picked up a walleye. Wasn't happening. It was hard fishing because you got four sticks there that all know how to catch them. You think it's going to be done. Somebody's either going to have the hot hand or... We're going to hammer Somebody them. can yeah. do it. Yeah, out you know. Of, out of four sticks. It just wasn't happening. I'm like, I hope to the same. It might be over. Who knows? But fish were still blowing up, so I don't know. I picked Jason's rod up off the fence. I was like, yeah, I, I didn't know. I, I just like, it'll work. Whatever. Throw it in there. It's got a Queen City Guiding. What was, it? What was that? The um, Estes Changer. Remember that big one we had on the table? It was like a, mm -hmm. you know, all just all clear. Pearl. Yeah, like. That's good looking. So I, I threw it down in there and four strips. I bang one. I'm like, oh, I watch him eat it, though. It was a big one, too. Got some, some cool pictures of Holy it. Holy shit, Jay's here already. I made, Jason get a, <laughs> I, made, I made Jason get a good angle. We took normal pictures of the fish, and then I said, here, take one for me. And I held it all right. You know you know where your hand disappears and, it, and the fish is, like, bubbling out at you? Got one like that. I'll save it for later for it, you guys. It was a tall fish, though. That's a wintertime picture. Yeah, no, it was a good fish. It was a, a class above, not really in length, but definitely in, in wealth. In, <laughs> he was eating. In width. Yeah, he had a big gut on him versus all the other fish are more lean right now. This one either was greedy or just that built fish, you know what I mean? He was a solid, what, good eight-pounder, maybe? A little brick. Good structure to him. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was a good fat I fish. I am a... But we had fun, right? You caught a walleye down there? Or was that Dick? You or Dick caught a walleye? Who did the walleye? No, I got he, a walleye. Yeah, yeah, yeah I got a walleye. Yeah, one hybrid. And Dick we, got a couple hybrids. That yeah, was we, fun. We did okay. Yeah. Rick didn't do so well, but no. he, he, he still was there and, and got to enjoy all the good stuff. The camaraderie. I think he, I think he, he, he strips it on a uh, bluegill so hard it hit the bank. Oh, yeah. No shit. That's yeah. Right. He, okay. We got to count that because, look, he was like, I just had a fish. And, and he keeps fishing. And I walk over behind him, and this little bluegill, no more than three inches, is flopping around. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, no shit, dude. I was like, dude, here's your fish. Was, <laughs> here's your fish. I, it, it was crazy. But he just he just changed flies to like a, it was a good 
three inch brown, like probably look like a crayfish. That damn crazy ass bluegill. He got smacked. He was still good though. Good to go. So <laughs> So you released him he swam away fine. Pound for pound, <laughs> the strongest fighters out there. Did you talk about bow finning yet? No. No, we're you going could, chronological. You, okay. I, I told the stories of you awesome. catching him and I robbed your pole and yes, yeah, we you had did. a good time. Oh, and, it, did it you was tell funny. him whose fly was? Yes, I yeah, mentioned yeah. I mentioned it. Sweet. And it, it, Thanks, it had Evans. like it had like a two hooks on it and i put them both in there one on each side of the mouth so it was it was pretty cool that fish wasn't going nowhere yeah it's got a trailer the the actual tails on a on a hook starts with a hook so so then what the next day or the day after that mark you took dick lake lake fishing huh well no thursday we met up uh, in the evening he drove over and we went in the river and it was like shit ran through a strainer it was just straight crap we had maybe like 10 inches of vis, so that night wasn't good. It was blah. No, it was junk. Absolute junk. High sun, dirty water, warming up. Wasted night. Yeah. <laughs> didn't see any, any fish, even bass or anything there? No. Huh. No, I didn't see absolutely nothing. It was worthless. But I think given the time, we should probably get ready for the guest, and then we can finish on the rest of Dick. Yeah, we got about four minutes, so we yeah. should probably get, get calling our guest, go take a break, and uh, we can hit on. The next day was a little bit better. Absolutely, guys. We'll be back. Hey, we have a guest coming, so we will surprise you with who he is, unless you read the the title line for the podcast. Or the Instagram post, or, <laughs> <laughs> or any of that. And we are back with Josh Sheets. From here on Skiffworks, what's going on, buddy? How you doing this evening? I'm doing great. Doing great. How are you guys? Oh, it's a good night, man. We're sweating our asses off here in western Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah, it's a terribly hot, humid day for sure. It is, man. I got freaking sunburnt tonight sitting by the pool. Uh, it's a good day for it. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, hey, Josh, can you give us a little bit of a background on yourself? Like, how did you get into a... To boat building, and how'd you get into fly fishing? I'll start with fly fishing. I got into right. it probably 15 years ago. I grabbed a salmon trout and steelhead. You guys ever heard of that magazine? Yes. Yeah. I grabbed a copy of that, and it had a article about steelhead fishing with two-handed rods by a guy named Jeff Mishler from out in Oregon. And man, I just I read that article and decided that's what I wanted to become. I thought I was going to be a Pacific Northwest. Steelheader up in Steelhead Alley, and uh, kind of went from there. After that, I kind of branched off into some brown trout and whatnot, and then eventually I got into the musky game, which has kind of taken over everything here the last couple of years. So how how the steelhead work out for you? Did you end up it sucked? Did you yeah, end up doing sucked. the the two handed game and tying the yeah tying yep. the intruders and the hose and. Yeah, and it's funny. The first, you know, I didn't know what I was doing. I read all this stuff from these guys out west. I showed up on one of the streams up by Cleveland, and I had like a 12 and a half foot rod with a 500 green Skagit line and a six inch lead headed leech. And I was trying to fish seven inches of water, you know, it's snagging every third cast. <laughs> yeah, it was it was pretty ugly, but I never got any good at that game, man. I, I love the casting, that Skagit casting. It's a great way to cast, it's fun, but. I never got very good at it. <laughs> Did you ever change your game up a little bit and go to like some some green butt skunks and the the lighter dry or lighter flies that were unweighted? And nope, I never did. No. I never adapted, and that's probably why I always sucked at it. 
<laughs> said, fuck this noise. I'm going I got to a buddy. He lives, you know, we got like one good trout stream in Ohio. You are not he, he missing right on that stream. And he went up with me. And I know it was about 11 years ago because my kid was born. He was in the NICU for about a month because he was born pretty early. And after like 10 days at the hospital, my wife had told me, get the hell out of here, go fishing. So anyway, we went to Cleveland and he was using an indicator and I don't know if it was what kind of fly he was even using, but man, we were there. I was still stringing up. He already had a 12 pound buck on, <laughs> you know, that's on me, I guess, for not adapting to what was required up there to do what you got to do. Do, do you still go up and chase them and do the indie fishing at all? Nope. I haven't, I haven't went up there steelhead fishing. It's probably been six, seven years since I've been up there. Yeah, yeah it's like everybody that did that all in that time frame just like poop. Yeah, you know, like anyone yeah. I went up with myself, a lot of them people, it's just like everybody quit about that period, like five to seven years ago. This guy's really? not good at fishing beads. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably quit like fifteen years ago. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that was. It sounds like this was this year was a pretty banner year. It sounds like up there. I don't know, man. I caught two, which was pretty banging. <laughs> <laughs> I never went up for for a whole season. Be catching two. That that's pretty good. Yeah. Add add Absolutely. water. You got to add water for fishing like that. You get some fish in some wild water, like the shit you used to read on that STS. Yeah. Salmon trout disorder, whatever you had, you were all sickened by it. Yeah. You got water. Still had a great fight. So, are you utilizing some of the upper stretches on them same creeks for musky now? No, I fish primarily. I fish. There's a couple of reservoirs over here, kind of in central Ohio, and then most of everything I fish is down in the down in Appalachia. Gotcha. Okay. I spend a ton of time in southern Ohio and Kentucky, and then I recently branched out into West Virginia, which is pretty awesome. Nice. So that's like, kind of where I spend most of my time. Like you said, you're throwing six inch leech flies for uh for the steelhead. Has any of the tying aspect transferred over from from the steelhead to uh to your musky game i know there's a couple of things that have transferred over for me i want to see if they're the same i don't know man I, re I really don't think so no i mean i don't believe so what what have you done that's transferred nicely uh dubbing brushes for one i like brush heads for mm -hmm. one i i find they they transfer over mark is gonna say different but uh <laughs> i I like them. Oh, no, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't disagree with the fact that they transfer over. Yeah, yeah I guess. I mean, I'll, I'll go with that. I, I use I mean, dubbing brushes on them intruders, and I, I use the heck out of them now on these musky flies. So, yeah, I can see that. I suppose the majority of the people do make them into, like, the actual wire brushes more than, like, a loop. But, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah steelhead fishing, I was tying dubbing loops and spinning them. Yeah. And Either which way, yeah. Brushing okay. the shit out of them. And, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was a good light way to make a little bit of bulk, like a like a post yeah, for the intruder yeah, fly. Definitely. That's funny because back when I was tying those flies, you know, I I tied some for brown trout, right? Tied some flies for trout and started tying those intruders and thinking how big those were. And now when you're tying these musky bugs, it's like holy smokes! I used to think intruders were big flies. <laughs> it's funny. Yeah, it's crazy. And you were casting uh, those on six weight two-handed rods now you're using 12 weight single hand yeah yeah exactly <clears throat> excuse me so but no it's most of my that's most of what it's been i got into brown trout pretty heavy and then you know i spent a few years messing with that and then started this musky game i've really been itching to get back into the trout though <laughs> so how long have you been in the musky game really just about two years 
Okay. I've, uh, yeah. And I actually you... built my first my first full haul that I built. I had when I launched it, which was about two years ago. That might have been two and a half years ago. That's when I really started fishing hard for musky. And uh, boy, I just I drive so many miles; it's ridiculous. And God bless my wife because she puts up with it. It's ridiculous. So most guys, they uh, they want to catch a fly or a muskie on a fly that they tied. Oh and, yeah, definitely. And you probably want to catch a muskie on a fly that you tied out of a boat that you built. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. So when did boat building come into your life? Probably, you know, right around the time I started steelhead fishing. So about 15 years ago, I wanted to start fishing for walleye on Lake Erie. A guy had taken me up there fishing. I thought, man, I'm going to do this, but I don't want to spend that kind of money to buy, you know, a good Lake Erie boat. So I had ended up buying a rigid inflatable, 14-foot rigid inflatable, and I gutted it and rebuilt it, set it up as a haul to go up there and troll on Lake Erie. And that was kind of the first really boat project I'd ever did. Uh, after that, I had a couple 11 and a half to 12 and a half foot skiffs that I bought and gutted and rebuilt. And projects started coming my way. I did a couple casting decks for a couple guys and stuff like that. And then I got in the boat market a few years back and I had just got laid off from the railroad. And my wife, she wasn't real keen on me spending money on a boat. And so I decided to build my own. And that's how I eventually ended up building my first haul. And, uh, which is kind of funny. I think it ended up costing as much as it would have to buy one. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's how I ended up building my first first full haul was just a few years back here, about three years ago, I guess maybe. So yeah, and it's just something I enjoy. You know, I really enjoy it. I thought, man, I'm gonna try and make a go of. It. I'm gonna see if I can put a few boats out there. Everywhere I take my current boat, I get a lot of. Everybody wants to know about it. It's a pretty unique-looking boat, you know, so that's usually, man, I've never seen anything like that, so they want to know what it is. And, you know, I tell them what it's built out of. You know, they're built out of foam and epoxy. But, you know, most people don't realize uh, most boats now, skinny water boats, are built out of foam. You know what I mean? It's not like you're just laying on layer after layer of fiberglass. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's kind of how that all come about. So you didn't have a mentor that you, you studied under for years and learned how to – how to lay epoxy down and nope nope i really just kind of wanted, it i guess and it's funny now to look back i built well my current boat's 17 foot long and at its widest point on the hull it's about 42 inches wide and it weighs about 170 pounds and i look at that compared to when i first started you know i redid a little 11 and a half foot boat and that damn thing probably weighed 280 pounds, you know, because I didn't know what I was doing, laying everything up too thick and uh, really smashing the epoxy in. And that's, uh, you know, all your weight on a boat build really comes from that whatever resin you're using. So, yeah, I didn't have a mentor. I kind of learned myself, I guess you could say. You were really hoping for a Mr. Miyagi story there, weren't you? I was. I was, <laughs> I was hoping for a wax on, wax off. <laughs> no, no mentor. I mean, YouTube, you had to use, like, did watching videos? Were you finding videos? Oh, yeah. I mean, definitely. I definitely learned some things off of YouTube and just researching hours and hours of shit online, you know. And were you at all fluent in uh, auto body work beforehand? That's funny. I I worked, for 17 years, I worked at the Honda assembly plant in Marysville, Ohio. And I was actually a... We, call, we were called weld repairmen, but that's what we were was body men. Hell, I was a body man for 
probably the last 14 years that I worked there. So yeah, I definitely had a little, little experience with that kind of stuff. Okay. So you could pick out lines that you wanted to sand into the boat and, and make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. See, so, that... Yeah. I had a, had a lot of experience with that crab. I've done a lot of sanding in my life. <laughs> <laughs> That's like Jay with drywall. Oh yeah. <laughs> I had a, uh, one of my roommates, first roommates, I moved down to Columbus, Ohio. He worked at the Marysville plant there with you. Really? Yep. Yep. What yep, was yep. his name? Brian Schroeder. Brian Schroeder. He worked at Marysville? Oh, yeah, for quite a while. I don't know. I think he went to the military right after that, but, you know. But, yeah, but, that, that but was, what that year was, was it? Uh, was I don't know. I, I don't remember. Too, it was too too big of a fog back then in, yeah. in my early 20s. Yeah. I thought I was 22, so whenever that was, 2006. Yeah, hell, I was still there in 2006. That's funny. I'd probably know the guy if I saw him. It's a big place, probably 5,000 employees in that one shop. Yeah, but. oh, he, he was missing a finger, missing a middle finger, so he could never flick you <laughs> off. I can't I can't place that. Uh, <laughs> man, uh, that's, that's how you'd have known him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. So do you think the, the body work uh, actually helped you out in the end? Oh, yeah, huge, definitely. And that that's definitely. something that people don't think about, that you have to have a little bit of – skill and training in in crafting before you go into making a boat right yeah i mean i would think it certainly helps i mean i'm sure there's guys that don't have any that can pull it off but it's definitely helped me along the way as far as you know the finishing special needs i don't have any molds built yet i'm gonna be building my molds once i get this prototype done i get the boat done i'm gonna you know i'll run it do some testing and decide what i need to change before i build molds um, but yeah, when you're building one from the ground up, there's just so many, so much finishing work. It's insane. And it's just, it's mind boggling how much sanding you have to do. So can Whereas, we just... you know, when you build one out of a mold, all your production boats, they're coming out of a mold. They look nice and pretty when they come out. You know, you don't have all that sanding going on. So can we get into that? How many, how many boats do you have right now that you've built that you're trying to get just right before you make a mold? This, this prototype is the mold's going to be based off of this. And, you know, I will build a mold off of what this boat does as far as I think I can already tell I'm going to probably widen the spray rail up just a little bit. Um, but the dimension, dimension wise, it's pretty much almost exactly the same dimensions as my current boat. Um, so I'm expecting it to run real similar. It's just a little bit wider in the, in the uh, stern. <laughs> But no, so this is it, man. I'm building this prototype. I'm gonna run it, and then I'll make the molds off of that one. So you built one prototype, and probably the one that you're fishing out of now, correct? Right. I built built the one I'm fishing out of now, and then this one here, which is based pretty much off of that first one. And what goes into making a mold? One once you get this boat built, what goes into making a mold from this boat? I will build basically what's called a plug, which will almost look like when I first started building this one, it'll be built upside down, but instead of building a whole boat, it will just be that hull shape. And then that hull shape, I will cover that up with what's called pulling gel coat. And then the gel coat, just like a normal boat build, you'll lay fiberglass up on top of that, except for you'll be probably about five times thicker. The laminate will be about five times thicker than what you would normally lay up. And then I'll pop that sucker off, build supports for it. And that's how you build the mold for the hull. So basically just, you know, basically just making a model more or less and then copying it is is how you build your mold. That's cool. And you said it was foam that you're building the, the boat out of? Yep, I build they're built out of high 
high density uh, closed cell foam. And then you just encase that in the fiberglass and the epoxy. That's where you get your stiffness. The stiffness comes from the distance between the two epoxy skins. So the thicker that foam foam is, that's that increases the stiffness of the boat. Okay. So you, you build them like that with epoxy and that foam, and man, you can build this ridiculously light boats with you know keep them stiff as a board, but not add that weight to them. So does the foam come in sheets? Are you yep, comes in just stuff? standard four by eight sheets, and then you just you know, you just strip it from there, rip it, strip it, whatever you gotta do. That's cool, man. That's nothing like I thought was gonna happen. I thought you were gonna say you bought foam, then you spray foam in there like you're like you're insulating the inside of a house, and then you you carve it out. Are you like gluing nah. layers of you know foam? I mean? Are you like la- layering foam and gluing it together to make a lot of the pieces? And or no, I mean the foam. You, you know, I'll cut the foam to shape, but then essentially the epoxy glues everything together. That's what holds everything together. So, so, so you know, in a boat layup, in, inside of, a uh, say, a mold, you're building out of a mold, you'll have, say you got a 16-foot boat, you might have an 8-inch or an 8-foot strip of foam, and then you'll just have the next one butted up against it, and then the epoxy will glue everything together. That's what holds it all in place. So what are you thinking this boat is going to – What what niche is it going to fill? Oh, I'm kind of, you know, skinny water, fly fishing, bait dunking. It's not going to be a Lake Erie boat, you know, but outside of the, your really big dangerous ass lakes, it'll be fishable about anywhere. Okay. So um, is it, it's going to be motor capable and rowing oh, yeah. capable. What's the dimensions? My current boat right now, that's another good thing about building them out of epoxy. You can build them so light that you don't have to hang those big heavy motors off the back. My current boat, I'm running a 9.9 two-stroke AMI on it. And if it's just me and my fishing gear, I'm getting right at 19, 18, 19 miles an hour. Um, so, yeah, definitely be motorable. I'm probably, I'm thinking the Coast Guard will probably rate me for 20 horse. I'm almost sure of it. If my calculations are all coming out right. But I'm really hoping that I can get the same kind of speed out of this prototype as I can with my current one, you know, with that 9.9. What's your dimension? Uh, as far as oars, you know, I don't, I'm really big on having a nice open floor plan. I don't like being crowded when I'm fishing. I hate like bench seats, anything that gets in my way. Cause I'm, I'm honestly not a very good angler. <laughs> so I need all the help I can get. So every cast I waste when I'm standing on my fly line is a dagger, you know? Uh, so I haven't decided as far as the oars what I'm going to do. I imagine I'm going to end up with yokes on the gunnels. I don't think I'm going to end up doing like a drop-in rowing frame. I think it'll end up probably being, uh, I think like Stealthcraft, they're uh, like their jet boats, something similar to that probably. Yeah, agreed. What's yeah. the uh, length and width on it, dimensions on it? Uh, you know, I'd rather not say exact, but it's it's going to be right at, Somewhere between 16, 8, and 17 here, depending on what adjustments I make after I run the prototype. And the width, I'm probably going to end up settling right about 42 inches. And it sounds really narrow, but you guys would be shocked how stable they are. I mean, my current boat, it's it, it's actually built a little different. It's only 30 inches wide in the stern, but we fish... You know, we can have one guy sitting on the cooler and a guy fishing off the front deck and a guy on the back deck with no problems. I mean, stability is not an issue. But I haven't decided yet on that. That might come down to what the Coast Guard says. If they say I got to be 44 inches at the transom to get the 20 horse rating, then that's that might be what I do. But 
on the other hand, I might say, screw that. That's not what I want to build. I might stick to 42. I don't know. Now, when you run into a situation like that, is that something you address prior to building the boat? Do you check with the Coast Guard? Or do you do that after the boat's built and then they, they check it? Yeah, that's, that's uh, you know, you do your calculations and figure out what you think you're going to be able to come up with. But ultimately, it'll be their calculations that make that call. But but it's all calculations before you make your mold. Yeah. I mean, before I, before I even think about building that mold, I'm going to know what the motor is going to be rated for. I'm not, you know, I'm not going to, it costs a lot of damn money to build a mold. I'm not going to build that mold and then have the coast guard say, sorry, you're only good for a 10 horse. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely, man. Look, yeah. So I'll definitely, that'll all be figured out before I start messing with that mold at all. And, and like we said, we, we're totally noobs on this. So that's why we're, we're asking you the, uh, the way that the uh, that you have to go about it, you know what I mean? Oh yeah, I get yeah. it. Yeah, it's not not common knowledge. There ain't a whole lot of people building boats. So I get that. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Especially none of the four of us sitting around this table. <laughs> We've never done it. <laughs> they, they just collect them. Yeah. Running in, um, you talking about running in skinny water and everything? Uh, you know, taking that down rivers. How? What's the drag? How? Uh, how deep are you running? This, my current boat, man, it runs, it, they're so light, they almost set on planes. So, I mean, it runs in nothing. Um, as far as actual draft, not too often do I run into, you know, riffles that I got to actually get up and jump out of the boat and drag it through the riffles. Um, but I would say I'm probably running in six to seven inches of water on plane. And you're running a prop motor on your, your current boat, correct? Yep. yep. Absolutely. Sure Will it make a significant difference by putting a jet on it? Well, see, I, I'm, I, what, what? the thing I hate about jets is the weight. I'm a freak about building lightweight, and man, those jet motors are so freaking heavy. Now they allow you to run a lot more shallow, but then when you're just drifting, you know, you're drafting quite a bit more water when you're talking about putting that kind of weight hanging off the back of a really narrow boat. But you know, I, I assume jets would be something that can do that I could do on this boat. But I'm thinking once I pop the first probably two holes out, I'm probably pop two holes out of the mold and then I will build an insert mold, I think for a tunnel. Cause I would much rather be able to run super shallow, but keep a prop motor on there with that lower weight. So yeah, I think jets will be an option. I mean, I, you see some of these little river boats with jets on them. So it's definitely an option, but I think I'm going to end up going more toward a tunnel. And keeping prop motors just for the lightweight. Yeah, man. And do you have some sort of time frame? Like when people can start looking forward to seeing some Huron skiff works? I think I, the thing, you know, like I was talking about earlier, when you're building from the ground up, it just takes forever. You look at a little project, you think, man, I'll have that knocked out in three days. And eight days later, you're still working on it. But I'm thinking I'll have the molds, molds built and be able to start popping hauls in the first quarter of next year for sure. Okay, man. So, yeah, not too far off. And be interesting. What What do you need to do to go into popping hauls besides getting Coast Guard approval for motors? Mm -hmm. Is there? I uh, really just just building the the molds. I mean, I just got to get the prototype done, make the adjustments I want, and then build that plug. You know that I'll eventually make the mold off of the plug. So, and I'm real close to that, man. I keep thinking, I keep thinking I'm gonna move move my target dates up and stuff, and then I, ah, maybe I shouldn't. But yeah, basically, I'm just gonna 
I just have to get the damn mold built, get the get the prototype done, make the adjustments, and then get those molds built. Cool, that's, man. That's, hey, that's and, it. And we are waiting with bated breath. We can't wait to hear when uh when everything gets up and running. When it does, mm-hmm. I want you to come back on the podcast and we'll talk about that. But let's talk about some musky fishing between now okay. and then. Sound good, man? Absolutely. Yeah, man. So when did you start the musky obsession and how how did it bite you? Were you did you start off with I know you said it it started off with the steelhead fishing. But mm-hmm. did you ever musky fish with gear before you uh before you did I never never have, nope. No? Nope. I uh, started out right I've never musky fished with gear. I started on the fly and the first year I fished was just crazy. I had so many encounters with fish and didn't have a damn clue what I was doing. I, you know, I'd be in the figure eight and well, he's not eating it. So I'd slow it down, you know, to where the muskie's touching it with his nose, but not eating it. And I'm like, why isn't he eating? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I just started on the fly and you know how it is when the first time you see a, you know, 40 inch fish beside the boat, it kind of just blocks everything out. At least it did for me. So that's kind of how I got started. And about an hour from my house, we got one of the few lakes they stock in Ohio. So I started out on that and uh, slowly ventured a little further to where now every time I go fishing, it's, you know, leaving the house at 3 a.m. and getting back at midnight type stuff if I'm not crashing in a hotel somewhere. So do you prefer the uh, the river fishing or the, the lake fishing? What What's your, yeah, your favorite I mean, style? The lakes are great because when the fish are on, you can see a lot of dang fish in a day on a lake. But if you go to a, a lake and it's a slow day, man, you can start feeling really hopeless <laughs> after five hours and nothing. Whereas in a river, to me, it seems like you can always at least feel confident that if there is a fish there, he's at least going to see what you're offering. You know what I mean? Whereas on a lake, it seems, you know, there's a lot more flailing around not knowing i you know I don't, I don't have any electronics on my current skiff so i'm not you know i'm just out there on the lakes casting the structure and whatnot so yeah i i probably prefer the rivers just for the confidence factor you feel at least at least like your fly's going to be seen by a muskie whether he's interested or not who knows but so yeah I, i'd say i slightly i got a slight lean toward the rivers i'd say and you like fishing the smaller bodies of water uh, nah, I mean, I am. The last muskie I caught was on a super small no-name creek that we had went down, and the river we were going to fish, we based out of a certain town. That river, when we woke up in the morning, it rained all night. It was blown. We ended up driving about an hour south of there and fished a huge river, and it was a little muddy. So the third day, I'm like, dude, if we're going to find any fish, we're going to have to find a really small creek, and we ended up putting in on a, a big ass river and we end up about an eight probably an eight mile run from the boat ramp to this little creek and it was just a hunch i couldn't find anything on the internet about it or anything but we went up into that creek and probably didn't get 60 yards up into the creek and caught one <laughs> and that was you know that was some really tiny water so we kind of went from fishing really big water one day to the next day we were in pretty tiny little creek so but, do, you, uh, do you think when do you think once normal water flows, that creek has anything in it? That's, I mean, as far as water-wise, yeah. It, yeah. Was, it was, you know, big enough that it had flow and could probably hold muskie during normal water flows. Okay. But, yeah, I, 
it was weird because that part we were in West Virginia and that part of the state, they didn't get as much rain as they had, you know, where we were based out of. So, you know, that might've even been normal water flows. The Bay river we went in on, it was pretty much crystal clear. So I don't think they got much rain over there in that part of the state. So, so do you, do- yeah, normally I just fished every, you know, everybody knows what rivers are what I fished pretty much fish the popular water that most guys fish that particular trip. We just had to, you know, branch out a little bit, look for something that was definitely not going to be muddy. Just running trolling motors while you fish. What's that? You just guys running the trolling motor while you're fishing. Yep. That's I troll. I'm a troller trolling motor guy. Yep. That's what that's, ain't no do. problem with that. That's how you stay in the right place. Yeah. You got to get a little bit of electronics and, and make it easier on you. That, that's like a, the upgrade that of, of changing changing the guard you know you almost get the eye pilot or something like it's incredible the things you could do with the new sonars nowadays but blind yeah. fish, when you're blind fishing you're hunting i like that side of it i spent a yep, lot of time definitely. on the lakes i rely on them electronics huge yeah i've actually got one my wife hell i guess it's been a year and a half ago on my birthday she got me a heck i don't know which one it is now it's been sitting down in the basement I haven't even hooked the thing up yet. I'm going to throw it on this prototype once I get it done. You're just leaving it there out of spite, right? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to well, do you know, it. It's, it's a five inch. And I'm like, why would she buy me a five inch? Like she would know better. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I, I'd like a seven or a nine inch, I think. Well, she said, if it, that's if what it, she said. If it's Josh, right, right? <laughs> yeah, easy. Hey, now. <laughs> yeah, as far as that iPilot goes, man, that is just a game changer right there. Yeah. That was the first toy motor I ever had, you know, that was remote control I got. It was just awesome. No no doubt what uh fishing's on the curve of, man. All these all the new electronics me and Mark were speaking of the other day. It's I don't know. It it, it changes the game from not really being a, a sole fisherman. You're looking at the screen. I hate it when guys do that. I'm like, get off yeah. of there. get off of there. Good fish, man. Oh, they're down there. I have a buddy that does that. He's a video game fisherman, he says. I'll tell you what, I think think it's like absolutely fantastic, but on the one side of it is is you almost have to set boundaries with yourself. Here's how I'm (laughs) going to use it. This is the only way I'm going to use it, and other than that, I'm going to stick to what else I do, and I'm going to use it to help (laughs) me, A, know that there's fish there, or B, (laughs) if there's two other people fishing in a boat, I can watch it because I'm not fishing. Other than that, you know, you got to like set boundaries with that. Oh, I can imagine, especially looking at some of the stuff they have now, like this live scope. Yeah. And it just, I think that's what I, the Garmin one. I was messing around a while back on YouTube or something, watching some videos on one of those, and that's just crazy what you can do with that stuff now. It's kind no, of. No, I just want to be able to see the depth, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah. Think about fishing open water on the lake for muskie, though, and being able to drop that like live scope or pan optics down there. Oh, yeah. And knowing huge. that there's muskie there. It's a there, fish, yeah. It's a muskie shape. And then, you you know, yeah, you can find a little bait, but is there muskie around? You know, you use your 2D, you find all your bait, you drop that thing down, you see there's a couple muskie roaming on it, you start oh, casting. Yeah. That's huge. Check mark that no, spot definitely. for future use. <laughs> yep, you know? yep. So outside of the muskie game, do you – locally smallmouth fish if it if it isn't accessible to drive off or do you, do you sneak away no i really fishing? don't i mean when i got a chance to fish i'm gonna find clear water somewhere in the tri-state region down there and fish for muskie. go for big ones I'm, I'm really trying to wean myself trying to kick the habit a little bit and uh branch out i gotta get away from the just musky fishing because 
you know how frustrating it can be. Ah. Oh yes, we do. <laughs> of course, you know when I used to trout fish, I always ran up to the manistee or the alsabel. So you know, I was driving just as far to go trout fish. So I think I just got a, a knack for driving, I guess. Ah, he's a driver. Yeah, I, every year I talk about. I got you know my buddies are really into the most young or the smallies on fly, and every year I talk about getting into it, and then spring rolls around, I don't end up doing it. Yeah, for how far you're driving, you're not that far from us. You're actually probably Life's closer. The journey. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think I'm probably driving further to yeah. musky fish than uh, you got to be driving be what to drive four? over to where you guys are at. You're probably driving what four hours or more to get down to West Virginia and Kentucky. Yeah, I mean, you could beat us in like yeah. two and a half. Yeah, yeah that's a good three, three, three at least, if not a little more. It takes three. Yeah, hours I think to get I fish over there in the. In northeast Ohio, there around the Youngstown area, and that's you know it's about two hours and twenty minutes from my oh. house to where I put in. That ain't bad. Yeah, Youngstown's mm-hmm. what fifteen twenty minutes from from right where here, we're yeah. sitting right now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, I'm closer to you guys than I am most of the damn places I go fishing. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Have you guys? Do you guys know anybody that tried? And I've been looking at this. Has anybody fished the pools over there, like below? Below um, what six? On the Allegheny, does anybody like, fly fish in the pools? Like below where? Right below the dam? No, like below uh, the locks. Well, yeah. Like in the big in the big pools down in the lower Allegheny. Yeah, I mean, I run my prop through there. Do you? Yeah. Some of the sections. I just, yeah, I mean, actually all the sections you can run your prop. Yeah, it's just like yeah. fishing big big sections of water. Some it's of just them. more like fishing a lake, kind of? Uh, yes and no. I mean, you have good current, you have, you know, you're, you're typically either fishing structure, you're fishing around islands, you're fishing creeks that are coming in, weed beds, flats, stuff like that. So, I mean, oh, yes gotcha. and no. So just your normal musky game. Yeah, your normal stuff. It's just in bigger water. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I mean, you can. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's launches on all of them and not from what I've seen, you've needed a jet down that low. Depends on where you're talking though. If you get up high, you might. I don't yeah, know. I know when you get up there. Like north of the interstate, it gets looks like it gets pretty skinny up in there. Yeah, it can up there. But down lower, no, you're good. Yeah. You can run all that just fine. Yeah, you guys got it made over, over in that area, man. Western PA, northeast Ohio, over here where I'm at. It's all farm country. And, I mean, the cricks, if it rains, everything's pretty much muddy for a week. You know, there's it's pretty hopeless over here. Yeah, we get some mud. Fish still bite, though. We got some clear water always, the a couple bigger lakes. They, yeah, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, yeah. water. We're lucky. Definitely. Mm-hmm. A lot of good water. A lot of musky. We got, you know, I used to be, I, I used to like to fish for pike before I got into musky. There's a lot of nice swamps and stuff up there on Lake Erie that I used to go up there and fish. I haven't even been up there in a couple of years now. Yeah, they were always fun. Yeah. I like pike, man. They're mean and they're eaters, whereas musky just kind of screw around some days, you know? <laughs> yeah, muskies, they're mean, but they don't eat all the time. Yeah. Where the pike, he's going to eat whether he's hungry or not, it seems. Yeah, that that makes them fun. Yeah, they're killers. Yeah. So, hit, hit, hit something just out of spite. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> like a smallmouth. Oh, shit. We got some heavy equipment coming in hey. outside the podcast studio right now. What's that? I said we got some heavy equipment coming in. Uh, they're making a, a driveway tomorrow. Oh, okay. Yeah, man. So, hey, Josh, is there anything that we haven't hit on that you would like to? I don't think so. I mean, I I don't believe so. I think we've covered it. So where 
where can people keep updated on your your uh, your skiff project and mm-hmm. when uh, when everything's going to be available from here on Skiffworks? Right now, just on Instagram here on Skiffworks. Same thing on Facebook, and uh, probably right around the first of the year, we'll be getting a website up and running. Once I'm closer to actually popping hauls out of the mold. But uh, yeah, for now, just Instagram and Facebook's where I'm at. And like I said, I'll I'll get a web page up and running once I'm closer to going into production. Okay, and when you get close to going into production, you're gonna come back on the show and tell us and uh, give us an update, right? Heck yeah, heck yeah, absolutely. And we'll let everyone know. All right, how Sounds they uh, good. how they can go about getting a Huron Skiffworks boat. And what you what would you say the weight? a final weight is going to be on one of these boats As on my current boat. Cause I went a little wider in the stern than on my, my first one, I'm going to say it's going to be sub 200 pounds. You know, that's the haul. That's not with your motor on there and gas and everything else. But I, that's my ultimate goal. You know, that's the reason I'm building out of epoxy. It's a little more expensive than, you know, 99% of boats are built out of polyester, but when you build up epoxy and keep that weight down, I'm crazy about that. But yeah, it's going to be a sub 200 pound haul for sure. Cool, man. Sounds, yeah. sounds good. That's going to be a good vessel. I can't wait to see him. Right on, man. So, hey, thank you, brother. And uh, hey, have I a good appreciate evening. it, guys. Nice chat with you. Thanks, man. Right on. You guys take care. We got a week and a half to get to current time. Apparently he, uh, yeah, his girlfriend apparently didn't like the way that he sexualized her. Did yeah. you know about all that stuff? Yeah, I, I know all about that. Yeah. But I still like Marilyn Manson from pre, pre Yeah, but she, like, she was old enough to do whatever he, like, just because he was being weird about, what you're fucking Marilyn Manson. What the hell do you think's going to happen? If I was fucking Marilyn Manson, I would know some. Dirty I don't think shit Marilyn Manson down. knows what's yeah, going to happen gonna, when he was You don't think Manson. he's not going to be in the bondage and tying your ass up and, you know, like with the stuff the Chad's into, you know, taking a big dildo in his ass and stuff. Come on. Oh yes, shoving my to, thumb up yeah. my butthole. No, oh. not no, it's not her. Well, it's it's, it's your wife's little tiny thumb. Quick. <laughs> yeah, right off Terrible. the bat. 
Sorry. Hey, weirdos. Marilyn Manson got in trouble for that. Yeah, he's yeah. he's with a uh, oh, Army Hammer. But back to Dick. I I, I wish you to come into. Uh, I I checked out some of uh, his music. Yeah, guy's a musician. Plays hardcore punk music. We liked. I liked it. Good. Kind of. Yeah, it's not bad. We listen to the work. I, I listen to a lot of music at work, so it came right up on Spotify, and we listened to some of that shit. Pretty good. I, I enjoyed it. It was good for Punk Rock yes. Friday. Yeah, it was. It, it fit right in with the Punk Rock Friday theme. It's a little... Um, it, uh, that song, Psycho Billy, it reminds me... Oh, man, it's almost like um, a motorhead. almost reminds me like a motorhead type of sound, I'd say. Real fast. It's definitely that punk beat. Not but, uh, Dick, right? Couldn't be Dick. I know. It, <laughs> it doesn't like when, you, when, you, when, you, you know, when you're fishing with a guy, it doesn't come off to be the... You know, hardcore, you know, Mohawk having, you know, punk rocker. Just a normal guy, man, wants to catch him like us. Yeah. So, Mark, you went out the next day. Yeah, he ended up driving, what, hour and 45 minutes in. We fished for, like, three hours. Drove an hour and 45 minutes back. Worked for, like, Mm. messaged me at nine. He was already done. She's like, I'm on my way over. Got over just after 10. We had about an hour ride to the lake. Got up to the lake, and it was like, just like it's been every day. It's gale force winds. We're blowing hard. So it kind of screwed the whole area that I was kind of thinking we needed to be in. A lot of pleasure boaters? No, nobody. That's good. Too rough, man. Friday, though, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There was a couple people out there, but nothing, like, special. And then we had certain, we moved a few fish through the day, and we think we ended up, by the end of the day, we moved four fish, and not a one of them would engage into the eight. Hmm. All the way up to the side of the boat, and boom, boom, gone. But it was just trying to find relief from the wind. I mean, the wind was just brutal. So we had to set up in certain sections and kind of work in them the best that we could. And The weeds were weird. The weeds were there heavy a couple weeks ago. Now the weeds are dead. Do you think that they treated the weeds? I'm almost wondering. I mean, for them to be as thick and as heavy as they were through all the area now to be completely gone. And you just, you know, muskie aren't going to hang in brown weeds. And really, we started finding the fish, and what we did was in that 10 to 12 foot of water where you're pulling up green weeds from down deep. So, I mean, there's definitely fresh stuff down there, and that's kind of where them fish were hanging. They weren't they weren't up in. But, yeah, all that whole heavy weed beds were, for the most part, I mean, the upper end wasn't. They let it be. So you still got weeds coming out to about that 7, 8 foot. But outside of that, the rest of them were dead. Dead in the door now. Whole channel's back open. Everything's wide. Clear to whistle. Deader in the door now. Fished it. I mean, at least gave it one run just to see. I mean, we didn't move a fish in there again, but I don't see why they'd be fishing all in that dead weeds. No, they don't. They don't dig the brown weeds. No, maybe give her another month once you start to get that growth back in there and you start to get some of that fresh stuff. Then fish will be back in it. But as of right now, they're out of it. So anything we did move, we moved out in open water and got ripped in a boat and just would turn off every one. Nothing one to engage in today. That so was Friday. How how many fish did you guys end up moving? Four. Hmm. That's not a bad day still. No, it wasn't. You think about it. Half day. From yeah, noon. Get them back what, in town. you start about noon or so? About noon. <clears throat> get them back in town the right time of year, you know. And then you guys all came over that night, so that's what I was yeah. like, man, we got to probably head out here soon. I said, like, we can't be hanging too late. By the time we book off here and load the boat, there's a half hour, hour ride back home. We got to start thinking of getting off here. We actually I'm always in. thinking about getting off. We pulled in the same exact time you pulled in my house. Yep. Yeah, I pulled in. They pulled in right behind me. I got off to the side and 
Hell yeah. We started some party timing. Yeah, unloaded that boat, threw the raft up in the truck. Yeah, it was you nice and I did that. Everybody they switched the, you know, boats in and out and reload all the gear. Yeah, I wasn't there for that that part of the night. Um I ended up going to a, a little kid's birthday party and then cooking uh egg McMuffins for the for the next day's ventures. They were good. They, they were, were very good. Next time I do it, I'm not do, I'm not using garlic sausage. That definitely added a weird taste to it. You're fucking Different. weird. How about that? I am. <laughs> no, I they were delicious, them. man. Thank you for doing it that. It added a weird smell in my poop, but it was cool. I, I don't mind the garlic smell. Yeah, <laughs> it, it just it didn't go good with the did, breakfast did, sandwich. Didn't give the breakfast scene. Maybe, maybe like a go with the maple or something. Or the country yeah. sausage. Something like that. Or just some yeah. sort of normal that maple. Like, yeah. Regular. Yeah. Maple's the best. Yeah. Maple with cabbage and noodles, too. <laughs> oh. Yep. So you, did, next, you didn't so, do bad. The next day we ended up going somewhere else, chasing different species totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what what went down that day? Well, we had a couple boats that day. Yeah. We, Jay took the raft. We, we had pulled our up raft. and there were, there were all kinds of cars. No, there wasn't too I many actually, people. You know, it was funny because it was a day of, we, of, of a rain. We went maybe threatening rain always. It looked like yeah. cloudy well, day. Hold on, yeah. let's tell the story of when we pulled up to the boat launch here. No, I was gonna say even guy. before that, even before <laughs> yeah. that, you went past yeah. you passed Chad going to my house or going past my house and I was like well, I thought you were gonna stop at Ch- Chad's, Jace, and ride with Chad, but you didn't. You you ended up coming to my house and riding with me, but you ended up passing up Chad and then we ended up going the back way around. I fucked up and didn't go up sixty two and all that. Yeah, look over my right, beat you Jay over there. Yeah, I come, but I went so I went through all the way through Mercer, and then and then ended up going about like past all the lights and in up into like past uh, the tying night down that road, and you know met up with. Uh, what he's the trying main to road. say here is he took a shortcut and ended up behind Mark. And Hurry then, the yeah. fuck up! No, oh, just just, no, that just was funny. <laughs> passing you guys and I, two guys with middle fingers. Anyone who has ever ridden with Jay knows he knows how to get there the fastest. Oh, he took the shortcut. Believe oh, me, I, I took the long way that day. Pulled yeah, up behind Mark. Totally we get good. to the boat launch, and thank God I didn't have my other boat. Yeah, that idiot there. There's no way I'd have been able to get my boat in there. Kayaker or, or what, what was it? There's a lot it was of like people. like a John boat, but he had yeah. his boat like back mm-hmm. the whole way dang near into his boat and truck Parked and right on, right, yeah, right, on, right on the left. Right on the launch. Well, we pull in and there's some redneck down there. No, no, this this random feller. He was call not him a redneck. redneck. <laughs> wait, wait <laughs> till the story comes. Got to got to build the story up before we call him anything. Yeah, so, he's a redneck. So my man, we're getting ready and he's over there. He's fighting what he's he's elated. You know it's. it's Freaking, he's happy, and we're happy he's for him. Pumping his arms to yeah, the gods. Yeah, oh, we're yeah. we're happy for him. And, you sure. know, we need a net or something. You know, sweet so looks. That makes it, us think we're gonna catch fish a little bit. You know, if this this hobo is catching him here. This story we ain't gonna call him redneck. Oh jeez, so he pulls him a redneck. You come a hobo. Yeah, but next we're gonna call him a redneck after he pulls the whiskey out upon getting this fish on shore, and he's like, I had a drink to this fish. He's said, I'll drink every, to everyone. Like, well, that's a fine day, man. <laughs> get, it, get it going. So he was drinking the fish. He, pending a sea, that's, you got to be a good fisherman if you want to get drunk. Yeah, man. Drinking to the fish. He told me, he said something to me. I was like, what? He's like, <laughs> I'm from England, mate. I talk different. Was he? That's what he said. Fucking he God. said, I'm from England. I talk different. I said, goddamn right you do. <laughs> 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 but he but was he, a redneck from England then. There, yes. Now you now you're telling this truth. But he did land a bowfin. <laughs> he did in front of us, right in front of us. Yeah, you know? he he showed us. 
Yeah, he did. Yes. He did well. Yeah, it was a twenty incher. He, I saw him put the tape on it while I was laying on the back. We was happy <laughs> for him. Yeah, it was yeah. all right. We got the whole crew out. Pops was out. Dick was out. The four of us were all out together. Yeah. That seems to be the it's only place one. that all of us go, and all four of us will be in the same water at the same time. I don't want to go there no more. That's because you can't Jason's catch him, Jason. fucking over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's yeah. nice this time. We had no wind or nothing, huh? Oh, my oh, God. Super. Yeah. I didn't know well, what the fuck to do half the time, and I'm like, I, I, I hope they're having as much trouble as I am. And when I talked to you guys at lunch, and it was like, Oh, we're having a horrible like it's 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 fucking rough, and I'm like, oh okay, it's just not rough for no, us then. In the first like I'll, third I'll, of the trip, things were going okay. We I'll had the angle. I'll tell you what, going so bad. up, it was perfectly fine. Coming back, it was it it drove drove me bonkers. I couldn't figure out how to handle it. Uh, after about halfway of going across the first time, things picked up from what they were. Because yeah. of where we were positioned at, it, it just got rough all around. No matter what direction we were, we were having, we still having the, a go of it. I mean, we so. still ended up picking up some fish. I mean, you guys, even in the tough conditions. We got well, a few. well, here's what was going on. Well, we scored first, right? Chad Chad jumps up, and yeah. he's got this like jerk changer type style, right? Might have it now. My <laughs> no, truck, it, I don't it was, know. Uh, it was based off of one of Luke Swanson's SS Minnows is the the fly that I tied. It, it just ended up being a game changer, basically, with a, a hook in the back and a you hook were in the front. Kind of jerk, ripping it on a retrieve, like a, like yeah. a jig drop type, like a snapping retrieve. And I was like, hey, "Ain't gonna work," because they tell me I move too fast. And as soon as he boom, he catches one. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh, and I'm in the front of the boat. And that's it. Ain't working. Oh man, the guy in the back of the boat had a hell of a time too that day, because you just couldn't keep. I mean, you're just blowing around in yeah. the back. Yeah. And then you're trying to work up against the edge of the line, and you just can't. You're just blowing away from it the whole time. Lines I caught mine. Pulling, I caught mine stung. actually rowing into the wind, and just getting blown out, and just dragging my fly back with the boat. Mm-hmm. With the boat just being blown away, mm-hmm. I, I missed two or three that way, and then all of a sudden, one comes. I I, I we moved spots, and it's kind of casting back toward that area, and then. I think it was the same fish that I missed a couple times, but it was funny when you when you could find one eating. We noticed the other that day, if you could find an eating fish or a swirling fish on top eating something up on top or moving around, if you went over and cast it around that fish, you were probably going to catch it or hook it. Mm. Like so, when if we would see one move on top, we would go go move over and fish at it real quick, and then. So you don't I, think we moved that one fish off that? Did we? No, we didn't. That's how we m- got most of our fish. I mean, mm. we got three, and we lost a couple others. Them couple up in a channel were a surprise. They were attacking. That was after the bite window, though, so they would have been caught easily if it was, but that was an hour earlier. You mean you guys, when you guys went up into that other area? Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of surprised to see a couple fish in there. Like, oh, yeah, that's cool. Uh, you guys had a little missed it. bite period on the way back. They did right yeah. at the end there. Like it, so the it was what one one, and then we were fishing, fishing. We got so far away from you guys, we couldn't we couldn't tell what they had. So then Mark gets on, and it ain't long before he catches one. And I'm over there like fuck again. 
So what? What you guys were throwing? You were throwing on like a hollow fly. Yeah, I was yeah, just throwing a bulkhead uh, or something. What? Bend back to see. Yeah, big uh, white. Weedless, what on, uh, so we could throw it right in. And upside just drag hook. It right oh, so you using the new hooks? Is that what you were throwing on? Or no, the, that was. A, or just uh, a bend back hook, like you were saying. Okay. Yeah, that was on a bend up air uh, PR three twenty. And that fish is kind of like the same thing, just dragging it behind the boat. Jace hugged the front of the boat the whole day. You've so it was in the back. So it was, kinda, it, it was like dragging it in oh, like five your, foot of water. Well, almost end of your ate, retrieve. Oh, yeah. It ain't almost like underneath, dang underneath the boat, five foot down. And just like the first fish we caught there that day. Ate right underneath the boat. Just hanging down there. Small fish, but what were you neat. doing? Ripping it like you rip for street, uh, for, for hybrids? No, that's Chad. I'm Every casting. time through the day, I tell him, slow down. I'm casting, to down. The, I'm casting to the edge, which once I got a weedless yeah, fly, wasn't wasn't nonsensical. I put the head, you know, an epoxy head one on because then you drag it right across and it drip right in. But I couldn't get them, man. I can't get those bastards. I'm going with minnow next time. That was probably a five, six inch fly I was using. Dick always hears, you know, the stories about dad catching all the fish too. He didn't catch any hybrid fishing with them. He didn't catch any in that boat that there. He didn't move a fish or see any fish at all. It was funny because we're on a ride up there, and I looked at Dick. I was like, see that fly right there? I was like, that's the one. That's the fly right there, though. I said, just let it die and just let it just pause. Oh, yeah. I said, take that one. You go three fish on it? Yeah, he he had, he caught two, got had a third on, and then had another one bite uh, right at the end there that we lost. That. But, yeah, the one he had, he actually had one on for what was long enough to get net out of area mm-hmm. and extend net back you know, out and be ready. So... So it, he got everything six out of seconds. it, but the picture. Sure. I mean, it was, you know, he had it on for quite a while, like six seconds or something, maybe, I would say. Mm-hmm. Well, the other one was a, a little less. Success on his never caught a bowfin, right? No. No, I, I, I talked to him yeah. about that. Oh, Second no. one, he's like, oh, my God, those things are so slimy. I'm not even going to touch this one, Jason. <laughs> he's like, Rick, take it, off the, take it off the hook for me, Rick. Take it off for me. Yeah. He's like, yeah. he's dating and Rick. Rick's like, and the dad like, grabs it and like, ah, throws it back. It was a little bit smaller than the one he had caught. So. Maybe it needs to be a little warmer for the bigger ones. Yeah. You, should get, you should give him or let Rick or, uh, Dick hold it. So he learned actually how to hold one no. and not choke it to death. He, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's pistol so, grip going They're with it. so slimy. It is tough. They are slimy. Like in one picture of him, like, like you know, looks like a, grabbing uh, the, looks like holding a, the fish a dog like my fish. daughter. My no, daughter holds the fish the same way. That's how I hold my dick when I piss. <laughs> Up in the air. Huh? <laughs> like, yeah. one, 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 like one hand on top, like one hand on bottom. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could like see the slime like dripping off of Dick's hand though. Oh, it's the fish are disgusting. They're fun though. They're a fucking ball of fun. You know what I was thinking, uh, fellas? We need since we, I saw so many moving on top. We need to f- maybe try. I'm I'm gonna try a top water fly like mm-hmm. eh, maybe like that big mm-hmm. and barely move it across the top. What if like a gurgler would? Yeah, be a gurgler that. would be really good. I think that's it. Yeah, something like that. A gurgler with a mono weed guard, so you can throw it up in that chip. Yeah, yeah, and pull, pull it, it right right into it. yeah yep. the section. 100%. I would love to catch one on top. I think I that would be a ball. I bet if you move it slow, they'd eat it. Oh, I know they will. The nice part is, is me might finally be able to get a bass out of there too. Uh, see. Yeah, sure. Yeah, fuck them. Nah, as long as something, whatever. as long as both of them just well, see it. We can Listen, bass fish yeah. anywhere. Yeah, but I you know, could, but it'd be neat to just. It would. Yeah, yeah, just sure. to, just you could set the boat to or the side. We've seen the pike. You could fish ahead of you. Set the boat to the side and let somebody cast the whole edge through a section. You know what I mean? Yeah. Move the boat around. Do it a little more stealthy, but in a sense, not really. We're getting bagged around. Don't go on a windy day. Mm-mm. Yeah, the thing to do with that would be cool is just one guy in the 
whether it be front or back, just throwing top water and the other guy's throwing down. Yeah. See what they're rolling. Mm-hmm. But I think mm-hmm. they'd eat it. Oh, and, yeah. And tie off on obstructions and just pull yourself, like pulley system, side to side, and then go to the next one, set up, and do the same thing. Yeah, you could run it slow if you wanted to. And that may be the way to go. Go out and around them, go to the middle one, tie off, and just set up in the middle of it, and then just sit and cast and work it. Yeah. Because then you're not bumping it, you're not blowing into it, you're right in the middle of it, or even up one more, even to the second one. Like I said, tie off tie off on the the one the front of the boat and the back of the boat and just hang out. And you can So, uh, so have a loop just have a loop ready yeah. to go set in. Yeah, that wouldn't be a bad idea. You have your twenty foot fucking twenty anchor, right? Twenty five foot yeah, rope on just and the, if one if it's one windy loop, again then you're going nose in well and you could yeah. position in the back and the boat's fucked. Yeah. yeah. You could position sideways in there typically hook to the front and drop the anchor and just tighten it to the front. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's doable. That is deep. I can't believe how much it's like twelve to fifteen foot through most of it until you mm-hmm. get to the other end and it drops to like nine, eight, and seven. The weirdest place I fish. Not really, because then it I went to different. another place. It's weird. <laughs> it is very weird. It's, it's weird. like nothing you're you, you're used to. For a weird species. So congrats. Yeah. Congrats again for catching them. That was your first. Or I'm, I'm first on the fly. That was your first, yeah. On a, what, jerky strip retrieve, and you he ate right there just like Mark's did, kind of, huh? Right near the boat. Boom. They were like, boom, boom. They had quick fish, and I was upset. I had fished hours. Yeah, you, you hold them like you... You hold them like you hold trout, right? If they're small like that. You get a bigger one. Right I'm waiting for a big one. I hold mine with two hands down the water because I didn't want to show any instructions off. Well, I didn't show any instructions off. I'm just saying. That's how I held mine. <laughs> just catching them. You catching them off pots there. of gold or something? There's a little bit of the cabbage, but that doesn't show anything. <laughs> no, cabbage is cool. As long as there's nothing else. I thought I did a good job of cropping. So did Dick. Thank you, Dick. Absolutely. So uh, then Dick went away. He went back to uh, Cincinnati town. And we've had a a full week of fishing as well. Has anyone else fished this week? Who's we? I know I have. I've been fucking softballing all week. I don't feel bad for you. We fished Friday night, Jason and I. We tried. We tried. Move fish, I'll fish. Well, I it's moved and we saw them. We're out of water. We've been out of water. Wait, you and who? We're fishing with your buddy Mark. Jason oh, really? I'm you? sorry, oh, bud. Took Jason fish. He said you want to go yeah. musky fishing. I'm like, well, uh, no fucking shit. I thought about it. Well, I said yes first, but then I thought about it. I said I'm just here to take pictures and net fish. Like, <laughs> is what this is. I see. I no, see how Mark you is. You took the lead 90 percent of that day. Oh, we couldn't catch, couldn't catch many yeah. or any, but it was fun. It was like a it's like a bushwhacking musky hunt. That's what I'll compare it Sweet. to. They dropped the water right that day, and it just went down to bare nothing, and there was just stagnant. Uh-huh. Got to sneak I mean, up. We, we'd move some fish. Can. I mean, there was a couple fish that came bumping uh, up because that they saw like mud and they wanted to figure out what was going on. Hmm. But then there was a couple like next thing you know, you look over and they'd be at the bank, kind of sniffing around like where to go, and you brought it in too quick or they just didn't get to it in time. And he had I've probably one seen there. three muskies. Seen. Three different ones surface. Uh, like they're swimming in front of me. I I can't catch those bastards. <laughs> I mean, like actually threw the fly in front of one and kind of kept it coming, not to like you know let it sit there or nothing. But he didn't really mind. He just kept on rolling. And it was like a twenty-four, five-inch fish. Well, oh, okay. it wasn't a baby. It was a medium-sized fish. Like I'd have enjoyed catching his ass. But then I seen a bigger one. So fish were moving around. Especially that was like once. 
was weird because we had already kind of come in there and moved around. So I figured we were done, done, you know, fishing back up through there. But fish started moving in this hole. Kind of, kind of got like, I don't know, in the next spot we didn't get to fish. I figured we interrupted it too much and it's, it's just well, not yeah, going mean, to happen. We kind of went in the first 20% and then it was like, uh, we kind of got to back out. This is all mud. And then we skipped and went down to like the. 75 percent down mark, down and then stream fish side. that bottom 25 down and kind of worked okay that way but you were just pushing a lot of mud spooking the area not really spooking the area fish weren't spooked i had one come in on the craziest retrieve because my fly was like my leader hooked around my hook and it was like a i don't know it was like a bend back so it was like a twirly bird coming in and i seen it immediately i'm like i gotta get this in I, so i rip it fast and that caught that fish's attention, circling around like a blade, you know what I mean? Like a spinner tail. Or it, I was like, ah, oh, shit. Once I ripped it out, I looked down, I seen a brown muskie. He was looking. Oh, get it back in there. I should have left it wrapped, huh? Shouldn't have unwrapped it. But the fly, fly fish swam good. I did a lot of double hand retrieve. Maybe they would smoke it, you know, jump out. Uh, I gave him like a dub head, like minnow type deal with epoxied eyes on. It was on one of them GB hooks. Staying he, weedless. He I could bump, thing bump it everything. off. Bump it off top. He threw it in the hillsides. He threw it into the trees. He threw it was in catching the weeds. it all. And listen, I could he throw, threw it back into the stump. I could throw everything. a tailing loop anywhere, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Let me know where to put it. There's like three laid down trees on top of each other, and he sends it, right it like across he it. sends it like three deep down in. I'm like, oh. Boy, flops right out into the water. So Leave a little nice. a mud trail across, like a bait would. You know what I mean? So that yeah, works. Uh, I'd rather the weedless head. That's or just even that epoxy head kind of stays head first. You know, I got hung time. a couple on the opposite sides that were pretty, pretty nice little wades across. I don't feel bad. Mark fished all black and didn't catch squat either. So I fished a white and green. After you moved that fish, I switched to black. I've been fishing like olive and yellow up into that. And crap for Viz again. Viz stunk. We maybe had 18-inch. Nah, I can't say I've seen more muskies. Foot. I've seen some muskies this year, but them, them ones were different because they were, like, in the, you know, in, the, in a unique place. So that was pretty cool. But they were just swimming by me, not looking at it until I, you know, made one of them good tailing loops. With the fouled up fly. <laughs> it's an interesting area because every single part of it, there's fish in it. But every single part of it, you make a couple wrong steps, they know you're there. Oh, yeah. No. And then all of a sudden, you're dealing with a real spooky one. Have you ever been there? Yeah. No. That's the first time. That's why I was like, I yeah, even walked no. up and checked it all yeah, up. Yeah, no. No. Yeah, that's no. what I mean. Yeah, it's no. so funny, too. Like I when see you pictures, first, and no, I don't think it's that little. It's it's quite, quite when, an area. When you first pull in, you're like, there it is. You're like, what? No. Are you kidding me? I think that's like the side, like a side... Stream coming into maybe a creek around here or some more water around here. I'm like, what the hell is this? And then I look at the beginning of it and I see why. That's different. That's small. That's different. Well, I wonder if, if, you know, I mean, heck, them people could have already hammered them. Somebody could have been there already. Oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> a lot of bait guys there, too. Yeah, we didn't, like I said, we didn't no. see no tracks or nothing, no, so it, it was it, a beat on And that drop from... You know, the, the CFS from what it was in the morning till the afternoon when we got there, that's enough alone. Because you can tell when them yeah. fish come up and they were moving like they were, they were, A, shifting because they were blowing mud down into them. And they're like, what the hell is going on? 
And, they and B, to... they're trying to get comfortable yeah. because you know there's a pressure system yes. in their stomach, and that's well, when even them, that, yeah, that's when them fish come up. And next thing you know, they're just skirting along the top of the surface, well, trying to find like something in them that's cause 99 out of 100 times you never move one of them fish. It's like even like our river. If our river takes off any kind of flux, now the fish are all moving to get to a new good feeding spot. Mm-hmm. So they're not feeding; they're moving to f- get to feeding. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it makes and, changes on their lateral yeah. lines. Oh, for sure. Oh, the, the, the water dropping, you mean? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. 100%. That and it's, they're not in the, where they were at is different now. Now it's too less, but less of water. Right, so they're we not left. in the same spot. It's like when we left, I was like, man, I'm worried that this is going to mess with these fish. And sure Mark was into his balls with no waders on. Oh, way oh, up on his way, stomach and shit. Way <laughs> over. I was like belly button deep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wore waders because I was like, I just got a shower. Yeah, but I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, I mean, wasn't too bad for waders, but uh, yeah, you're in the shit out that you, you definitely had to like make some positioning to fish this place. You couldn't, it wasn't a, wasn't the hardest to fish. Was a weird experience to trout fish like. Or musky like with gas. big rods. <laughs> yeah, if, if you would say this is small water, it'd be kind of an understatement. I gave him <laughs> the uh, Predator ten weight with the S four on it. Can't be lazy. You can't be a lazy caster. No, yeah. he fired. He <laughs> fired it well, very well. Oh, man, I actually, I was in there with a nine weight. It works some angles in there, man. It's tough. I was casting my ass off. Yeah, we beat the snot out of it in two and a half hours. Then threw some top water at the end. He's giving it a shot. Front yard fish. Yeah. <laughs> no, we were, par- we were kind of parked on the, car. By the road. <laughs> by the on the road a little bit. <laughs> we were kind so of like, on, oh, on the road. You so can't, don't back cast now. There's cars. It was like the dudes that are uh, fishing the Tamiami Trail down in Florida. Watch your back cast. There's cars. <laughs> Wherever they're I, I at. I start we'll and I hear Jace yell, car. Okay. Game off. Yep. Car. Surprise not. Game on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, hold on. Now you can get one more in. Yeah. <laughs> One coming. You got time. One more. Quick. No, no guardrail. No guardrail. Yeah, it's still a fun night. Nice to get out of there. It's hot. I mean, even you know, even that area there for how it is kind of structured and fed, it's almost 70. It was upper 60s. Yeah. 68, 69. It's hot everywhere. It's getting there. Getting there. Mm-hmm. It must be because I'm sunburnt. It's hot everywhere. Like your little creek? Oh, my God. There can't be no water running through that thing at all. No, no, I sent uh, a friend from out of town up to the area, and uh, he ended up walking. You find fish? Through, yeah, well, he, he, yeah, he hooked a couple wild browns, uh, and, and, but he did, he walked the small stream, too, for the little nice. fish. Uh, saw a few, got a couple creek chubs, but, you know. That was last week or the week before, though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't think we talked about it on podcast, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a couple weeks ago. That little thing, yeah. any rain it would have got, would have blew right through it, right out of it. Oh, so yeah, quick. sure. That's what I told It never gave them little fish or tree, you know, nothing. No. What do you end up pulling uh, out of the, one of the small streams? Yeah. All right, cool. Chad's going to tell us how to catch fish. No. Yeah, man. No, it was ahead. awesome. I, Listen, I awesome. Can see, I can see Hold Chad on. over there. No, I can see Chad over there. Hold on, I got to say this first. Like, uh, I, 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 I want to talk about my clinic I put on it. I got to say at this the, first. At the hybrid hole. You should have heard him talking to me. Thank you. It's, like, it's like he's got a crowd hovering. Thanks, over Mark, for inviting me musky fishing. These bums wouldn't tell you thanks anyway. And Jason, in your face, look, Mark Mark took me fishing. Oh, there you go, buddy. <laughs> I'm glad. He's up, he's up on you for favorite. <laughs> I'm glad. 
You guys will get along. You guys will get along just fine too. Ah, we don't talk enough. I'm still down the bottom. Because Jace, Jace fucking walked in on me yesterday putting a clinic on. <laughs> He's asking me what I'm doing at my spot. He's like, what the fuck what are you doing? doing at my spot? What are you doing here? It's like, it was like looking at a mirror. I'm he put his here. arms up. I put my arms up. I was like, what are you doing? Like, what, what's I going saw on them here? pictures and it was funny because the first thing I thought, I was like, I wonder if Jace made it down here. Because you were saying the night yeah. before about going I didn't go I early, though. flies. I didn't go early. I was like, yeah, I drink some, make some coffee here and <laughs> go ahead and boy, take a walk. Well, okay. Let let me let me. You yeah. You woke up before me. No, let probably. me clarify my name. So spot hopper. <laughs> oh, whatever, <laughs> bro. No, That's look, my spot. Get that. You're the least out of here. <laughs> let, let me clarify my name. I uh, so I moved jobs. I'm not working at my my old shop anymore. And yes, that's the to Saturday off then. And the dude that I used to work with, his birthday was Saturday. I know that because it's two days before mine. And uh, so I was like, all right, uh, I'm going to go take Ron some coffee. And I took Ron some coffee down. We were talking, like talking about the old shop and how everything's going. I was like, all right, buddy. Well, I'm going to go catch some fish, man. He's like, all right, man. Send me some pictures. Let me know how you do down down the old hole. And let's, you know, just keep coming around. Keep coming around the shop. I was like, all right. So I left my old shop and I went down to the old watering hole and uh, I think I was there maybe five minutes and hooked a hybrid. That's all it takes if you're any good. Like, if it's on, if you're by like, yourself. I was like, all right. Yeah. So I went down there and I hooked a hybrid. I was like, ah, oh, this is cool, man. I took a bunch of pictures of it. I put my phone back in my pocket. I'm frying. I'm frying in the sun watching little girls play softball and I'm getting pictures of these fish popping. I'm like, you motherfucker. I don't feel bad for you one minute. I'm showing my dad. I'm slaving in my basement. I'm showing my my fucking dad. I'm like, Chad's down there killing a hybrid right now. I'm like, if they lose, we're going. Uh, They they play too good. I text Jason, though. Go ahead, Chad. What were you catching him on, buddy? A fucking ugly-ass green game changer. It did. It looked like it had a little black in the head, too. It did have black in the head and had silver in it. Yeah. It, looked it was an abortion. Uh, so I caught that fish, and then I went up up to the very tippity top. So wait, were you walking across the top then? No, not that time. Okay. I was right where Jace always stands. I was in Jace's hole. Oh, okay. And like lower down, I was swinging, like I said, without a mend, and letting that fly shoot. <laughs> Downward. And catch and fish. You you mean you mean letting it almost do what you don't want in a drift, right? Exactly. Like, if you're like your line bowing to hell. If you're trout fishing, you don't want to do that. But unless you're, you're fishing unless you're fishing you're with laying Tommy a dry fly line to the side of current, which is causing a loop and shooting it down. It works. Unless you're fishing with Tommy Lynch and he calls that a bow line. You know? Oh, yeah. That works. Sure. I get it. No. No, damn right it works. Click on a fish doing it. (laughs) Oh, I know. Sometimes. It's just a. It depends. It's erratic. It all depends. And then I I didn't wash my hands. I was like, all right, man, I'm riding this high. I walked back up and I did what Jace does. And I cast right at that rock, like the second. Sure. The second zooper. Uh huh. Cast right at that rock. I slap it down and I just pull my rod tip and went. Take off. And to the race. It went, I said, oh, shit. This, this one would be a little bit bigger. So we uh, we are fighting this thing. We who's, as in, who's we? We as in me and this rod. Flies in his pocket. <laughs> me and this rod. We are fighting you this. You and that rod. <laughs> we, we fought this fish in, and I, I, 
like I said, I didn't have a net. I, I beat this fish. I didn't beat you. I there's slided a, it hey, up. He gave it to Erie Shuffle. Yeah, yeah, Erie Shuffle. There, there was a shallow area, so I, I pulled up on the shallow area, and I put my hand in its lip and corralled the fish. And uh, it was a little bit bigger, and I found a spot to take like good selfies with the uh, the time delay on the on the iPhone. What was that? The same picture, uh, the one laying next to the rod. I I took two pictures of two different fish laying next to rods. The one laying next to the rod that you sent us was that was a good fish. You could see he was big, or it was big. The first one I sent you. I don't know. Because that was a smaller fish. That was the like, one that you were car- holding in the picture looked smaller. No, that that's totally backwards. Because the uh, one I was holding in the picture was like seven pounds. The one. Those next to the rod was like five pounds. If you get your fucking hands off the goddamn fish, I might be able to see what the fuck is happening. Well, maybe if there's someone there taking a fucking picture of me. Hey, and then and then I show and then I show up and then I show up and he shows me the pictures. They don't go with you. That's the same shit that happens to me all the time. Even at four gates when we're supposed to be there. But you know what? Did you catch another one, Chad? I did. I walked across and caught another one. Boom. And then you know what I did? (laughs) Boom. I landed it. I, I released it, took some pictures of it, and then I caught a fucking smallmouth that was just as fucking big. Oh, my God. It was it was on fire. <laughs> For what, 40 minutes? Like 40 minutes. And, and, and that's what, all. You, you told me something about the smallmouth that day, and I know you probably don't want to say that on no, air. No, I, I, I'm quite all right with saying this because it, it's the goddamn truth. I love catching smallmouth. They're my favorite fucking fish in the river. And... My second favorite fish in the river. <laughs> they're my favorite fish because they're dependable. You can catch them. And they, they're they always pissed off and they fight like crazy. But when you're prepared to catch a hybrid and you catch a big smallmouth, they're like... I don't know. Oh, yeah, it's it's just like there. going down through their musky fishing. I don't and know. You stick one, it's like you, you, can, and, you never appreciate it for what it is. And I, I goddamn hate because I use the same fucking rod when I go smallmouth fishing. It's the same seven weight that I use for everything else. I'm like, why Why did I not appreciate this fish as much as I would have? And that was like an 18-inch fish. Yeah, why did I appreciate this fish as, big much small mouth. as much as I would have if I was standing in a boat? You weren't expecting it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And when yeah, I It saw wasn't it, the goal. When that's I, weird. When I saw it, I said, that's a big fucking smallmouth. Dude, I got to get that to the bank right now so I can take a picture of that and let, like, let everyone know that I got a big fucking smallmouth. And... It just, it didn't feel the same. I showed my dad that fish, too. He and fucking then, was hating you. I'm sure he was. But that that was my day. And then I, I walked. Get Ricky a ski. I walked all the way back over well, to the other side. Before. And, uh, wow, is that yeah. when you seen me? Yeah, I was ah. like. L- listen, to, listen to what happened. I'm my coming mi- down. In my mind, I was like, I'm ready to leave. I'm, I'm going to walk over. I got to come help my stepdad put some chickens on the on the spit, and uh, I got other things I got to do for the day, you know, like beat off and stuff. But uh, so I, I looked I'm up. I'm pooping. I looked up, and I, I saw someone. I was like, who the fuck's here? I, I froze. I was like, like Chester Cheeto. I froze. <laughs> it's <laughs> not easy being in the engine. open. And yeah, I was, I was like standing open. right in the middle of the river. I, I froze. I was like, oh, who the fuck is that? With a yellow fucking fly rod. I knew who that is. That's Jace. What the fuck? What's the coincidence of him being down here? A guy looking. <laughs> it's his guy looking. <laughs> guy looking at his other. There's one bald guy looking at another bald guy. And then Jace looked at me and put his arms up like WTF, mate. And I put my arms like, what the fuck are you doing here? How, what are you doing here? How do you cut? know? Yeah, no. Th- by then they were all caught though, huh? 
Yeah, so... Chad so like, had already clinicked them up. Like I said, I, I'd put my 45 minutes in, and I was like, I was ready to leave, and then Jace came. I was like... All better right. fish. You better catch a couple more. I was like, all right, I'll put another 45 minutes in. And yeah, it wasn't it wasn't so bad out though that day. Not brutally warm like it is now. So that was probably the last comfortable fishing you're gonna do. And then, so we didn't do shit after that. I couldn't catch them. I just went because I left my house, and that's yeah. I'm just out and about, yeah, right? Sure. Stop by, man. Monitor. I said, "Did you see my truck up here?" He said, "No, I didn't see your fucking truck up here. Do you have a phone that makes phone calls or just take pictures?" <laughs> I, I backed in. <laughs> I I didn't like. I parked in a different area than he did, and I didn't know anybody was around. I didn't see nobody when I drove, kind of looking, you know. I'm like, oh, nobody's out there. He was probably over there catching his last couple of fish. You little bastard. Yeah, little bastard. So I went back. Good, today. good for you because that's more fish than you really have got. All season, right? You only had you only had like two or three of those. No, things, one, didn't you? one on gear. Before that, one no, on gear. No, no one on fly no. as well. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Now you caught a couple, but I mean, shit. Everybody got to have a good day. Gotta when you have a good day, you. look how it makes you feel. Look, you think you're the shit, and smallmouth ain't that good no more. You better get back down to earth, boy. No, I'll show I'm, you how to get hey, skunked. Hey, hey, don't go down there tomorrow, Jace. I'm taking my wife. Burr. I want my wife check to it. catch her first one. So that's what we're gonna try for tomorrow after work. I'm gonna so go down there and try to get yes. All right. So today, I hopefully tried to... she could rip one through that same seam, that first seam that like what Jason, you guys were just talking about. She could just flop one out there, rip it through, and let the line bow as much as it will because she's never gonna fucking mend. You don't so need to mend. I I, I see. You some, don't need to mend. See, I, sometimes right through that one spot. If you if if you throw the first move, talk okay. as much as you want. Here, you don't need on. to mend. Hold Give on. that girl a hollow fly. Hold on. Hold on. Talk as much as you want. You don't need to mend. So. If you throw your the move at them, and I'll, I'll do that move too, where I let my fly run down, and I'll run it all the way through the seam, and then I'll run it or back up the other side. But <laughs> if that doesn't work, I'll I can sometimes I'll pick up a fish throwing the same spot, mend mend, so my fly goes deep deep deep, and then rip it through that same seam at a different depth. And sometimes you can get fish to move that way as well, and it works. Hot okay, dog. go fuck yourself. It works. Okay, Chad. <laughs> I will go. Fuck oh no, myself. it works. What do you, you men men in your game changer? You fucking ain't right. I am, and it's going like this the whole time. It's being well, listen, mended. If they're and not, it, sometimes it even gets hit. Then if they're so so much, like I feel like sometimes they're just so I don't much. Always in, throw a game changer. Well, when there's so much in the current, you're right. You need you're to right. get a little bit. I deeper. marks fly sometimes too. No, I. If oh, I had. By the I, way, thanks for leaving that one on the. Garage floor. What garage floor? This uh, chartreuse over white one you wanted so bad. Did I? Yeah. Loser. No. What'd you do? I have to get back off. Drop it yet. off oh, your yeah. seat. You just stand up and drop the fly. No, I don't know. Take that. It must have fell off my, it fell off my uh, hoodie or something. So I went back there today trying to get my cousin's boy into a hybrid. He'd never caught one before. He'd never caught big fish before. He's telling me about catching catfish and stuff. I was like, uh... So I showed him pictures of the hybrids I was catching yesterday. I was like, let's go catch some big fish today. Like, yeah, let's try. And I, I threw him on a rattle trap. I threw my cousin on a, a Rapala. And I had my my big nasty-ass green game changer that I had been thrown. My cousin caught a walleye and a white bass. Nice. And I had a hybrid blow up on my fly. And that was it. Oh, what the fuck is going on here? I don't know. What the fuck's going on? So, we end up, I was like, hey, Aiden, do you want to do something fun? I, like, yeah, I want to do something fun. This kind of, it's kind of sucking. I said, 
all right yeah this is sucking there, there's not any fish moving let's let's go do something fun so we went on to visit my pets <laughs> and oh my god i went boom 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 and put my fly down i went oh there he is buddy and he fought this first carp in all the way to the bank and you know fishing 16 pound test and i did everything that i thought was perfect because he fought the fish in perfect I grabbed the leader, and it popped right to perfection loop. I said, what the fuck? Fucking perfection loop, like 50% of the uh, tinsel strength of a regular 16-pound modern leader. Mm -hmm. All right, so I was like, um, Aiden, you satisfied, or do you want to catch another one? He's like, oh, I don't care. I don't care. My cousin was like, we're here. He wants to catch another one. I said, okay, let's give these fish a little bit of time to like, break. We'll go up to my truck. We'll tie another leader on. We'll tie another fly on. And we, we walk up to my truck. I tied a double figure eight loop knot and uh, looped it in. We walked back down. And I was like, I don't know, guys. These fish aren't doing anything. So I gave them the old patented slap, 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 slap on the water. And they start rolling. I was like, no shit. I was like, oh, boys, it might be on. Slap, 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 slap. And I cast it out past the rock. I saw a fly rod? On my fly rod. Mm -hmm. And uh, slop, 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 cast out past the rock. And I see this fish come up, eat my fly, and turn. I was like, oh, boom. And I, I set the hook on it. I was like, oh, God, God, this is a big fucking fish. And I was like, hey, dig this rod, dig this rod. And <laughs> oh, my God. And there's nothing like seeing a 13-year-old kid who's never fought a big fish. He's like, oh, what do I do? I was like. Well, you, you reel him in, and then when he turns and runs, you let him go. <laughs> you don't reel him in. He's like, what do you mean by let him go? I said, take your fucking hand off the reel. He's like, oh. He's like, let it. I said, let him go, let him go, let him go. And he was like, he's holding on to it. No, he, was go holding, like that. he was holding on to it. I was like, I grabbed his hand, and I pulled it off the reel, and went, <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know when. I said, Aiden, that... You hear that noise? I said, that means he wants to go. <laughs> so we ended up, we, we got that fish in. <laughs> we took some pictures of it. And he's like, I was like, hey, you have to hold this fish. He's like, I don't want to. I said, you have to. It doesn't have teeth, man. I said, you have to hold this fish. So he held it and it was, he was like super photogenic with it. Like he was super smiling ear to ear. It was like, it was the best, you, the best thing you could ask for. He was super happy. And it was super slimy and dripping like carp sploosh off of it, everything. And it's all the yeast from the bread. Yeah, exactly. And then on the walk down, I was like, that's a real carp. He's like, why is that? I was like, because that carp's eating like bugs and stuff. He's like, well, what are the carp that we're catching eat? I said, carbs. Bread. <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but he, he released the fish. And I gave the fish a tail slap. Boom. It, it shot off. He's like, that's super cool. He's like, I'm so slimy. I said, yeah, because they're carp, buddy. He's like, I got to wash my hands. I said, wash your hands twice. He's like, well, where can we go wash your hands? Once for the PCBs. My cousin was like, you're standing in a river. Just wash them in the river. And this is when I chat cooler cousins. It's cool you guys have been spending yeah. a lot more time together. Absolutely. You know, you and Chris. And Chris was the f uh, Chris took me and Chad to our first concert. Mm -hmm. Or my first concert. It was your second concert. 
I think. But he also took my first concert, yeah, the yeah. one before that. Yeah, and just just a cool dude. He was a little bit older than us, and you know, really showed us around the you know the ropes. You know, as a kid, gives us chew and booze and says, <laughs> "Don't throw up on everything." And then Chad throws up on me, and I wear a two XL shirt into a fucking Ozfest as a fucking little kid. We're blaming that on us. Uh, Skull cherry. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't Chris. It was, it was a bad cherry. can. <laughs> a bad can of skull cherry from 99 or something. <laughs> uh, yeah, your cousin's a cool dude. And it's awesome. You guys are spending a little more time and out on the water, too. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That's We asked him. I said, what do you guys want to do? I said, you guys want to go to uh, you guys want to go Four Seasons Flea Market or you want to go fishing? Because everyone wants to go to the flea market. And he was like, I want to go fishing. I want to yeah. hang out with you. I said, thank you, man. That, that means the world to me. And... To get to show those guys, like, Chris grew up maybe two miles from from, oh, the, yeah. from the spot. Sure. And he never got to experience that. Yeah. And uh, he was like, you know how bad it makes me feel that I grew up two miles from here and never got to experience this? Right there. Yeah. yeah. Not it a, is right not, there. I mean, overlooked. <laughs> My wife goes, we're going to be tomorrow. Because I told her, I was like, just come down, drop our kid off, and meet me after work. You have the day off. So, tomorrow, hopefully, uh, I'm going to try the fly rod. I'm going to take a spinning rod down there as well with some Paula's and shit like that. But she's going to try the fly rod first. So, so. Do, we have, do we have anything else we want to hit on? No, man. I said I did just the softball things. Yeah. Dude, it was fun. It actually was fun watching those girls play softball for three fucking days. After work, we had a game at 530. I didn't even have, to get, I didn't even have time to get drunk after work on Friday night. So, straight to the softball game, we whooped the shit out of a team 14-3. Saturday rolls around, the girls come out, they're playing good. We end up beating another team, like 14-3, run through. Like, it was fun. It was, like, by the last game, her, them and another team is undefeated last night, and they, they take it into extra innings. When my daughter's up, she's one of the last two to bat because she's a newer girl. She's, you know, she's not... She hasn't played that long, so she's starting to get it well now, and their team's tough now. But, you know, she when just, they made she's the, just learning. She never threw a softball before this year. So, you know, her and another little girl at the end, it could have been the last two outs, you know, and they could have been walking last night even earlier. And they make two big hits, you know, and, and send it into extra innings, which was even at 7-8, and eight, it was fun. It was fun to watch. It was competitive. Like, I was enjoying myself. Like a lot, and we were. I was yelling. <laughs> I usually don't yell. I'm usually one of the parents that. Uh, we were playing Mercer. The Mercer teams are sick, dude. Where was it at? It was at Brandy Springs up there, Mercer. Uh, yeah. So, but it was fun. Like those teams were good, and like that team was also good. And then we made a. There was one drop or a couple drops at first base where we had two outs, and that would have been the third out. And then they get three or four runs after that out, you know, and get something started. And but hey. It was so much fun to watch them, like the maturity of them, and now getting to learn, like, okay, you lose and you go home. And it is tough for, to teach kids that, you know what I mean, and mm -hmm. stuff, because we didn't keep, yeah. keep a lot of scores during the season, especially in early season. You know, teach young kids that, like, it's serious and this shit's real. and you know, you, Winning you, counts. You, two, two losses and you're going home. And, yeah, and it, it was fun. Fun, fun. I had fun. I think the kids had fun, so... Three days of sitting in the fucking sun watching girls play softball, though. <laughs> it was tough. That would get you, man. They had fried... Uh, oh, my God. They had fried pretzels. Con like concession stand. Yeah, you were had, robbing had, it. Yeah, it had a whole... Like, they, they'd fry a pretzel for you. The VFW down in Middlesex does oh that. Oh, my God. 
One of the best pretzels I've ever had. That sounds good. Was today. I did that when I worked at concession stand on the VFW. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, they're awesome. That's you, the way to go, too. Get a fried pretzel if you go out to little kids' games. You ask them to put the pretzel in for half the time and then put it in deep fryer for the other 30 seconds. Cool. Vanilla Gorilla. I understand what you're rolling through. <laughs> My kid's like, I'm playing fall ball now. So, oh, here we go. Well, other than that, no, I don't I have anything else to talk about. I would have fished all weekend, but I was tied up with uh, being a cheerleader, man, out there. Loving it. I know what you mean. Got to cheer the kids on. It's, it was a good time. A little plug, too, for someone that used to be or that we had on the show. I got a couple Chippewa two pieces in. The new uh, two 12 and a 10 weight. Oh. Absolutely unbelievable rods. They get that synthetic stock. Synthetic stock. Not a gun. The wing grip. Yeah. 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 It's not. It's not cork. Correct. Yes. What? Mm. It, like I don't know what it's made out of. It's but nice. It's, it's, I mean, it's, it's more of a synthetic than it is wood. Yeah. Right? It's like the wind golf grips. Yeah. Yeah. It's like rubber. Oh, okay. Yeah. There mm-hmm. you go. First time I've rubber used is synthetic, right? Yeah. Okay. Smooth. Yeah. Anything I've had before was corks. This is the first I've had them. I, I like them. They're nice. They cast. Uh, just. A ridiculous amount of power in them. You definitely got to upline them more than you would think. You know, to get everything out of them. They're strong. Figure eight well. Light. I'm still not used to that long fighting butt, though. I've always been used to the short little fighting butts. You'll get used to it and you'll love it. Yeah, I'm bruising the crap out of my arm. Almost like a, like the second grip. Mm-hmm. Handle. It's nice to figure eight with. I like it for casting because you can dip, put it against your arm and use it as leverage. Especially the back cast. If you're gonna, if you're over, yeah, for the back cast, yeah. it is. It's nice for that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely super strong rods. They're unbelievable. So, guys, hey, tonight's show has been brought to us by Predator Flygear. Check them out at PredatorFlygear.com. ARX Hooks. Find me ARXHooks.com. Sims Fishing. Get all your summer gear. SimsFishing.com. Yeti. Yeti Coolers. Tonight's show has been recorded live from the Urban Fly Company studios. Check Mark out at urbanflycompany.com. And if you're looking to book some smallmouth or muskie trips, hit up urbanflycompany.com. Down to Earth Wealth Management. Look for someone to help out, take care of some of your money. Check out Michael. Queen City Guiding. Our buddy Ryan Evans. Uh, I don't know if we've talked about the big news yet. We have not, but he's going to be our next guest on here to talk about it. The big news? Okay, the big news coming up at queencityguiding.com. We love our buddy. Tell me which one to do. Uh, Yeti. Yeah, I already did, did that, yeah, yeah. man. That, good. that one's good. not too hard. Give me a harder good. one. I think we're good. I think, I think we're all good. Awesome. Hey, hit up easy. Hit up easy. I don't want to hit anything to you.